0: You start banning guns, and you start taking away guns from people who will use them responsibly and use them ethically. Anyone who has a gun should go to jail. I'm at Cherry Orchard at uh, Starbucks,
1: mm-hmm. and um, there's a gentleman that just walked in. and He's got a gun on his hip that looks loaded
2: and two magazines. I'm a lieutenant colonel, of the United States Army. I'm looking my fucking United United. United.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 020 of Open Carry Radio, founded at OpenCarryRadio.com. I'm your host, Bad Ace, and I am uh, here alone. I'm going to have a guest come on a little bit later, uh, Ryan Burbridge. Uh, he's going to go over two separate incidences that he had all in the same month uh, where he was legally open carrying in California and uh, was harassed, really akin to some other um, Situations that other open carriers have had, and so I think there's a lot of value to be added uh, and, uh, in discussing it with them so I'm going to bring him on. It's really similar to uh, Sam Walnick's uh, situation down in San Diego. Um, some of you guys might know him online as uh, El Sensei, or I think that's his handle, and he was illegally detained in San Diego, uh, there on the beach, and not just illegally detained, but arrested for open carrying, and uh kind of quiet i didn't really know too much about this lawsuit i didn't even know that he had one and i've talked to him personally (laughs) uh i wasn't aware that this was going on i'm sure i mean he's a quiet professional so i don't think it's something that he has to brag about or like make a big deal about but he ended up winning um thirty five thousand dollars was awarded to him for uh, wrongful arrest and uh, the city of san diego had to pay out and it I think speaks to uh, they had to admit to a lot of things that they did wrong in, in that whole process. And um, Sam was quoted as saying that he had no wouldn't not have pushed the issue of uh, of a lawsuit if they were willing to, you know, come up with new training procedures or you know admit that they were wrong and then you know discuss how they were, what they were going to do to move forward and fix that. And they basically told him to go pound sand, they admitted no guilt, and they weren't going to be changing their policy. And he said, okay, that's fine. And so now you know, he's had to file a lawsuit, and not only did he win the lawsuit, but as a consequence, they were sort of forced to adopt a new policy because any good police department is not going to just be constantly you know, doling out money for people that they violate, you know, they're violating their rights because that costs them money, right? That hits their bottom line. So they're going to, you know, kind of circle back and change their tactics procedures and train uh, their law enforcement agents so that they're not hemorrhaging money in, in this fashion. And so it's a win all around. It's not just a win for gun rights, but in my opinion, it's a, it's a win for overall civil rights because this was, Partially a Second Amendment issue. I mean, like, that's, that's, he was contacted because he was carrying a gun, which, you know, in California with limitations is legal to do openly without a permit or anything. And so that was his, the, the, what the police would say was their reason for stopping. But ultimately, I think this comes down to a Fourth Amendment type thing. He was, you know, illegally searched and seized, his property seized and separated from him. And, you know, at the end of the day, they had to let him go because they, they didn't have anything on him. And they ended up paying for it. So, uh, congratulations to Sam uh, on your win. And uh, I hope that other people can learn um, from this process. I'm sure it wasn't a cakewalk. I'm pretty sure, you know, that that money is going to go towards, you know, paying for his lawyer's fees, unless it was separate or whatever. But just his time. I mean, anywhere between 50 to 100 dollars an hour is, you know, someone's billable rate. And there's a, there's a good chance he ate up a lot of that in his in his own time. It's it's not. It's not an easy thing to do to, to jump into a lawsuit. I see a lot of people online in some of the, you know, the gun forums when someone's rights are violated, people are really quick to say, oh, you ought to take them to the cleaners and that stuff. And, and they have a, a lot of cases, they have a case, which is to say that if they took it to court, they would win. But everybody has to weigh, um, you know, the pros and cons of that in your personal life. Is it something that your marriage can handle? Is it something that your, uh, your budget can handle? Uh, is it something that your job will support? Um, I'm going to try and get on um, on the show another guy that was on YouTube that lost his job because he open-carried, and and somehow the, the, the news media found out about it and mentioned his name in a report, and that got back to his job, and they terminated him because of it. And, you know, if a company's small enough. They don't have to give an explanation. There's other states like California that also don't have to give you an explanation. They can just fire you for any old reason. And uh you know so could he have a long wrongful uh termination suit on his hands maybe but it's still something you have to go through and decide is this worth my effort to go after right and i think that decision's different for each person and and also different for each situation and sam weighed it went after it and won um, I've never had to go as far as a full-on law su- lawsuit. Usually just a very stern letter from my lawyer has done wonders uh, for my local law enforcement around here. Uh, since they uh, were put on notice by my attorney that I haven't had any sort of you know negative contact. I've had waves and nods and stuff like that, but like people aren't. The law enforcement in my neighborhood and uh, the surrounding areas have been uh, very professional. Uh, was that because they understood that I had representation and I wasn't an easy mark? I don't know. I think it was a combination of that and also the education that's been sweeping the state and also the country about open carry and its legalities. Um, so that brings me to my guest, uh, who, uh, like I said earlier, is Ryan Burbridge. And he was stopped twice in one month. Um, so I wanted to welcome him to the show. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, sir. Uh, so how long have you been open carrying?
0: Since uh, April 19th, I went to uh, Sacramento to for a Second Amendment rally.
1: And you you attended the rally as an open carrier?
0: Correct. I was the first one there to open carry, and then after that, um, about three or four other people went out there and got their guns and brought them back. <laughs> the uh, CHP showed up, and we were all eager to have them check us because we were a little nervous. And the cop was, the, the CHP officer was like, uh, don't worry, the SWAT team is coming out to check you guys. And uh, <laughs> that's when we really started freaking out. But uh, they were very professional. They uh, checked our our sidearms and uh, then let us do what we were there to do, which was to support the Second Amendment uh, yeah. in conjunction with the Washington, D.C. rally.
1: Yeah, I, I know that feeling. Like, if, This is specific to California where law enforcement has the authority, not that they're mandated to, but they have the authority to check to, to make sure that you're in compliance with the laws here. And uh, part of that is checking its loaded condition. Um, I, I, I know that when, when I first started carrying, I, I think I carried for like a month or longer um, without any contact. And part of me was wondering, like, you know, did they just not notice? Or did they notice and they don't care? You know what I mean? But like, the, that unknown was just racking my brain, you know? So, yes,
0: exactly. I know
1: the feeling. And then there's also, and uh, Cool Username and I have talked about this at, at, at Nauseam, I think, and it is that. Um, we're conditioned from a young age to look for the acceptance of law enforcement. Correct. Uh, We want to be seen as upstanding citizens and we want to get that nod from the police officer to say, you know, yes, I recognize that you are law abiding and, you know, carry on your way. And so when you're, you you know, that other people have been accosted by law enforcement, you're sitting there, you're nervous, like, you know, how's this going to go? And it sounds like one of your first experiences where they did the, uh, uh, PC 12031 uh, e check was a good experience. I mean, it was, it was, it, was it was
0: a it was a very good experience. It was cordial.
1: And, uh, I mean, they came up and and violated your Fourth Amendment rights as as nicely as they could.
0: Yeah, they actually were uh, in a van parked off to the side, and they just one by one asked everybody to come over there and verify their weapons were unloaded before we continued the protest. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've I'm now that I've been open carrying for for quite a quite a while now, and. I've seen a lot of these e checks. I think that some other people have sort of seen the e check as like a um, a rite of passage for an open carrier in California. <laughs> like if if you started open carrying and you haven't been e checked, that you're not really open carrying. Like you haven't really been there. You know what I mean? Like guys that have been to Nam or something. Like yeah, you might well, be in the military, but you haven't been you know deployed I agree. or whatever.
0: I agree. But if I can start over and then never be checked, that would be my goal.
1: I'm, I'm the same way with you. So I, I want to kind of get out there. If people are listening to this and you're in California or you're in any state, please don't feel like you need validation from law enforcement that you're doing the right thing. You just know in your heart of hearts you are. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying avoid them, but I'm saying be happy that you don't have encounters with the police. Because exactly. as, as we'll illustrate uh, later here, they, uh, in two instances with Ryan, they... I haven't seen any good ones. The only good ones I've seen are where they just wave and you go about your way. That's a good encounter. Anything past that, I don't think is good. Um, I would agree. So, uh, let's, let's review. You just sent me the, uh, your 4th of Jul- July audio tape. Correct. Uh, and I wanted to commend you for having your audio recorder on you, uh, at that time. Uh, because this, I've only heard like the first 10 seconds of it because, uh, I've, I didn't have time to review this earlier, and I think it might be kind of exciting to review for the first time um, <laughs> on the show, you know what I mean? To get, like, a more natural reaction for myself. And and if I'll pause it if I have any questions or, you know, if I, if, if I want to make a comment and see if you want to clarify. On okay. Um, but in this one, it goes south fast, let me tell you. In the first couple seconds, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, now, paint a picture for us. This is, this is a 4th of July picnic that you attended.
0: Yeah, this is uh, right across the street from Vet Stadium here in uh, Long Beach. And they have a 4th of July show every year. And so I'm with a crowd of probably, I'd say, 100 people at least. My family, my uh, parents, my in-laws, my wife and children. We we're we were playing all day from probably 9 to around uh, 9 o'clock at night. I mean, we we're there all day. And so at this point, it's evening. It's about 6 o'clock, I would say, maybe 4 o'clock. Um, I forget the audio timestamp, but it's, uh, getting dusk. And, uh, that's when an officer approaches and I, I found out later that somebody had called and they had spread out into the group of people to find me.
1: Okay. And so how many, how many officers contacted you initially?
0: There was one officer. He was actually a park ranger and, um, the, he's the first one that makes contact. And he asks me to stand up, I comply and he, uh, he grabs my arm and, uh, He starts to go for his gun. He actually tries to unholster his gun and can't. And I, I thought he was joking. I've had good rapport with police, and I, I thought it was going. He was making a joke of something. And when he actually unholsters his gun, that's when I just keep my mouth shut.
1: That's smart. All right, let's let's listen to that.
0: Yeah, I mean their contacts are nice because you don't have to worry about anything. But
2: uh for a second, wait. Yes, sir uh Oh Let me see your gun. Hold on. Come on over here. Put your hands out. Put your hands on your head. Put your hands on your head. Why put your hands on your head. Put your hands on your head.
1: Are you kidding me?
2: Get on the ground. Get on your knees. Get on your knees. Get down.
1: Yeah, see, right off the bat, i I th- you were you were very close in, in the that first ten seconds to having kind of like an Eric Scott type situation. The, the gentleman that was uh, killed by those officers in Las Vegas. Yes. Because he told you to put your hands up, put your hands down, um, which is two con- contra- uh, you know, contradictory statements. Correct. Then he wants you to g- get down and, pu- uh, and then get to your knees, but they're not in that same
0: order. Yeah, the, it was very confusing. And a- as soon as he makes contact, my heart is, is pumping. And mm. so it, it's, it's very hard to understand. And I, w- I was kind of thinking it was a joke. And then when he, when he pulls his gun out, that's when I, I said, are you kidding me? Yeah. And uh, and he starts to yell commands that are not processing in my brain.
1: Yeah. We, um, call, we call that gross motor skills, where oh, normally you'd be okay, but under with your heart rate going, your adrenaline pumping, there, it's, it, it takes a, s- a couple seconds longer to process because your brain's gone to, f- f- you know, fight or flight. It doesn't have time to, you know, comprehend specific instructions. Correct. And... Also I noticed that he elevates his voice that that that's either two things and I'd have to see a video of this to maybe get a better idea. He's either doing that uh for compliance. He doesn't think that you're doing it fast enough so he wants to create a higher uh presence there by raising his voice or right. he wants to have uh his command conveyed to more people than just you so that in the event that that goes south that he would have witnesses to say oh I heard you know Ranger so and so say you get down and the guy didn't do it you know what i mean like that's you know one, that makes
0: that up. makes total sense i i wonder if the training was there for him to do that you know because the him not being able to unholster his gun was what started the action of me think it was a joke when he pulls his gun at and he's already got to hold of me with one arm and his gun out in another hand it's it's the training didn't seem like it was there to justify that type of uh, yeah. of thinking on his part let's listen to some more of this I'm I'm not touching
2: anything.
0: Yeah, we did not answer him. I was trying my best. (laughs) Did he say Code Red? He said Code Red.
1: (laughs) He said Code Red. uh, What's that movie with Jack Nicholson where he said,
0: Who are the Code Red? you know uh, a few good men <laughs> a few good men said you can't handle the truth <laughs> oh
1: my god a code red that can't even be a real code are you are you kidding me
0: yeah you know at this point um it's hard to hear but there's two other officers that join him on my back and uh, one is a long beach pd and one is his partner a ranger yeah okay so <laughs> So at this point, you're probably going to have to fast-forward quite a bit because they stand me up, and then they take me to the curb, and that's where the rest of the questioning happens, and I invoke my rights.
1: That's good. Yeah, climbing up is – I mean remaining silent is a difficult task. Let's let's acknowledge that for people to say, well, it's really easy. When your heart's going like that, when you have adrenaline and people are talking to you, you you have – there's – your entire life is – is a condition where someone says something to you, you respond. Someone says something, you respond. And now you're in this unique situation where someone's, you know, asking you questions or giving you commands and you're not supposed to respond because legally it's the best thing for you to, to, to do. It's very difficult. And, um, I don't, tease people that role play, Uh, you know, I try not to make a big deal about, you know, I don't do it personally, but if if you have time, and you've got a buddy that also open carries, and you guys want to, like, kind of go through some scenarios, and one of you yell at the other one to get down, just try and get your hearts going, do it, because it it takes practice, and unless you're going to get a lot of encounters like these, which I hope you don't, you're not going to get that practice, and it's it's difficult to do.
0: Well, one thing to add is police are trained to to get you to break your silence, you know, I mean, their tactics are it's not just a conversation. They have key words that they throw out there that will make your brain want to respond.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. It's like uh, that you know, neurolinguistic kind of programming stuff. They know what it takes. Or they'll ask you a simple question that they don't think will they, – they, they want to ask you a simple question that you don't think would incriminate you. And it might not, but it just gets you talking. So if you can answer one little simple question, like, do you live around here? exactly around here i mean what is that is that uh uh, this city is it this neighborhood is it this block is it this state like but it's a simple thing it's a lot of people go uh yeah i do and that bam they got you talking and they they follow up another tactic that you'll see is with a rapid fire um if they can get you even even to say one or two things they'll shoot questions between three or four officers they'll stand around you and each one will just ask you a question and trying to get you kind of knocked off your game you know
0: Well, a good example—I don't know if we can find it in this audio—but later on, one officer kind of befriends me, and I feel a little more comfortable. And uh, he—he works it to where he's on my side, and he's trying to get me out of a jam. Oh yeah, yeah. And and so I started talking to him a little bit, and um, you know, I I told him that there's no school around there because I know the law. And uh, he looks up instantly at a college across the street, and he says, "You know, you just see it in his eyes—he's got me." And yeah, he yeah, realized he was really, a school <laughs> a and I, guy. and I realized that I had, I need to quit talking.
1: Yeah, that's probably best. <laughs> I, I made a similar mistake. Um, and I don't know if I have mentioned on this show or not in, in the past because it's incriminating, but, um, I had at one time talked to an officer separate from another encounter and casually just asked me like, you know, how long have you lived in this area? And I said, you know, like, you know, two or three years. Okay, cool. Wasn't a problem. I left that day with my my gun and wasn't detained any longer than it took them to e-check me. And then weeks later, he tried to use the fact that I had lived in this neighborhood for two years against me. He remembered that and said, well, surely you would have known about this, that and the other thing because you've lived here for two years. And I was like, crap. Wow. There's an example where something you said maybe weeks earlier can come back where it seemed – innocent at the time can come back and bite you in the ass two weeks later or exactly what they're going to try and use it against you and you know they wouldn't court
0: everything you say can be used against you but not for you in the court of law
1: exactly it's it's set up that way so let's uh let's scroll around here and let's see what else we can find on this audio i might cut out some of the middle parts Uh can't find it back
2: Okay. No He's not being her her. arrested. Don't worry about it. Okay. Get a here now, code for Code for it. You- turn on your side. All right, sit up. All right, can you stand up? What,
1: stand up. Yeah, fuck this guy. Is that your kid's crying in the background?
0: That's my nine-year-old daughter. What a dick. What a dick. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my wife uh, calmly... Um, she's pregnant at the time. We just had my son. <laughs> okay, and, congratulations. Uh, she, she, thank you. She calmly um, explained the situation to my daughter, but uh, uh, my daughter... Uh, talks about it now uh you know since this incident and she's she's it still upsets her that that's what happened she sees that's the way bad guys are treated and she doesn't think her dad's a bad guy
1: yeah i i've talked to cops and uh had some good friends of the families who were uh, police officers in arizona and their number one rule is you know, when I was, especially when I was younger, I was talking about like, hey, hey, why am I getting hassled by these cops and stuff? And they said, well, you're just into that teenage years, you know? what I mean? Like if you were 12 and 11, there's no way these cops would talk to you like that because right. cops can't have children, young children, afraid of them. It's Correct. It, it's counterintuitive. It's it's not part a, it's not part of the indoctrination, and b, if you've got a kid that's like lost or you know can't find his parents or something like that, police want always and forever to, for that child to know that they can be approached uh that you know someone in a uniform is is okay to talk to they're not in the stranger exactly. list right yes so my,
0: my daughter still she knows for a fact that police officers are a good person to go to in the time of trouble that's um, she understands that it was an isolated incident and uh, there's she understands the reasons behind it she's nine and she can't understand it
1: Right, but I mean can you imagine, you know, maybe younger or you know, maybe where you intellectually talk to maybe a a five year old and say, Okay, here's what happened, but deep down in his heart he's like, I don't know. And and he's hesitant to talk to an officer in the future. Exactly, I can see that. What a shame. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: This is what he's, he's, he's now walking you back to his uh,
0: patrol. Correct. Car. And there's a, a group of people that are cheering, and uh, the officers pat themselves on the back later in the audio and uh, Sadie, did you hear all those people cheering?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, they saved the day. Well, let's see. I'm going to skip ahead here. David
2: Edward, Ryan,
1: for the so here, here they're running your name.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I don't know how far far you fast forward, but they uh, they asked for my ID and I just invoked my right. They actually took my uh, license out of my wallet. Um, I was not carrying sterile at the time. I did not uh, know that was a a good procedure.
1: Yeah, yeah, this has happened to other open carriers who know the law, know that they don't have to give identification, refuse to do so. But what officers will do in those cases is. The, since they have you detained now, I assume you're handcuffed at this point. Correct. Now what they're saying is that they're not going to search you, um, you know, for information. They're checking you for weapons. Correct. And anything that's hard or bulges or maybe um, you know, a bag that has sort of a scrunchy feeling to it and a leafy substance in the middle, uh, that could be marijuana. So they're allowed to take that out of your pocket. If they have reasonable suspicion that it's marijuana or drugs. Um, har- anything hard like a pocket knife or a, a Bic lighter, all these things can be removed from your pocket to ensure that they're not weapons. Now what a lot of officers are doing during this time is also just basically emptying all your pockets regardless. They know what a freaking wallet feels like and looks Correct. like. It's not a weapon. And they pull it out and put it on the hood. And then they just go to town. They start rifling through it like they own it, like they own you. Exactly. So like a good slave, they, you know, they have had you tagged and they got your, uh, they got your ID. So you're saying that in the future you're going to sterile carry?
0: Correct. I, if I'm with my wife, she would uh, have my ID. If I'm alone, my ID will be in my car so I can carry it when I drive.
1: Right. That's what I'm doing. I, actually, I'm, 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 soon I'll be going a step further and not carrying it in the car either. Um, I looked up a lot of this. This is California specific for people that are uh, listening. Uh, in California, you, you, there's a citation for, that they can give you for not having your ID card on you but it is quickly thrown out of court if you just show up and, and show that you have it, and also they check the date to make sure that it was issued before you were pulled over. Right. And so for me, um, I'm, I'm, I'm even willing to go that step further and, and not carry an ID at all, and in the unlikely event that I get pulled over, which happens every couple of years because I obey the law when I travel, um, I don't anticipate getting pulled over a lot, and on the few occasions that I do get pulled over, you know, so I'll have to go down to the courthouse and show him my ID, or you know, have, have it dismissed. Not a big deal for me.
0: I've heard that uh, people or police will follow somebody back to their car, and as soon as they drive away, they'll, uh, yes. they'll pull them over to ID. Him.
1: That's that happened to or that almost happened to a gentleman here in Sunnyvale, where they had stopped him and they again violated some of his uh, you know, civil rights by trying to search him illegally. He was sterile carrying. So they searched his the serial number on his gun to to get his name um, i won 't go into the details because it would possibly give away who, who i 'm referring to, but it wasn 't his gun now you don 't legally you don 't have to always carry your gun you can borrow a friend 's gun you can you know that kind of thing um, there 's no law against that and so the name they pulled was not his, and he didn 't indicate whether it was or wasn 't but they were going to wait around afterwards so that he Would go to his car and they could get his driver's or his uh, license plate as well and just cross-reference that, and so he had to like coordinate getting picked up by somebody else or he had to like walk home. I can't remember what 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 happened there, but um, they will do that. So keep that in your in your mind when you're out open carrying. If if the encounter's done and you didn't ID yourself, don't immediately you know beeline it for the car. Maybe maybe kick back and have a latte or something and (laughs)
0: latte and
1: just wait it out and, and then maybe leave later. So. Let's, uh, let's go back to the tape here. I was telling
0: you, his, his family
2: was there, you know, saying, oh, you guys fucked him up or whatever. Saying, yeah. But it was funny, when we walked through the crowd, you hear more people than yeah, cocking yeah. and saying, all right, good.
1: Yeah, that's the boasting you were talking about, where the cops Correct. were patting themselves on. So you're standing there so they can hear you. You can hear them saying that?
0: Correct. They're standing right in front of me.
1: Just talking about, talking about you like you, don't, like you don't exist. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> uh, one thing to catch them like like maybe they took your recorder and they didn't realize it was on. It's like on the hood of the car and it records something, but just for you to be standing there and they're like, "Yeah." Everybody
0: well, this is a this course. is very unprofessional. They actually, I, I carry a uh, a pretty good sized folding knife made by Benchmade, and um, they actually put me in the back of the car in cuffs with my knife still in my pocket. Yeah, because that's, and, it,
1: the the procedures go out the window. That's not what this this was about. It wasn't about. You know, ensuring their safety. Like they saw you with with a gun, they wanted to jack you up to teach you a lesson, so you wouldn't do it again. And they wanted to piss off your wife just enough, where when you got home, she'd give you an earful, and you wouldn't do it again. They knew (laughs) knew all of that, and so they wanted to push it that far. They also, you know, in in talking to each other there, they want to make themselves sound like they're the hero for saving the park from an evil guy who had been there for what you know seven hours at that point or longer. Exactly, and. Wasn't a problem. There's not going to be a problem in the future. Loaded or unloaded, you know that whole, that gun's not going to jump out of its holster and shoot anybody. So uh,
0: l- later on, when I'm in the car, back of the car, they actually are trying to look up the law, and um, they're kind of going back and forth. And now there's probably four or five of the police off cars that show up, and uh, there one guy leans in the window, and the other the guy that's sitting down, he uh, he leans over and says, "Well, I guess uh, eventually the courts will decide. It'll go and the OC guys." Favor, but right now we got them. Type of uh, banter back and forth. Hmm.
1: So they saw the writing on the wall that you got you, our, our freedoms were going to be expanded, but for now they're going to keep messing with Ex- us.
0: Exactly. Weird. That was the exact response.
1: That's weird. I've, I've I've gone to carrying my cell phone with the recorder running, and also like my uh, like a little tiny voice recorder that I keep tucked in my coin pocket right. of my jeans. And I'm anticipating a day where they think that they've gotten one recorder and then the other one's still rolling.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I can catch them, you know, just putting their foot in their mouth.
0: Exactly. It's not not hard to do.
1: Yeah.
2: you imagine Him with his gun and the
1: fireworks coming off. We don't know if it's him shooting. This is him talking to you, right?
0: no this is him talking to his partner he says imagine this guy with his gun and the fireworks going off we don't know if it's him shooting yeah.
2: did he come back yet? yeah
1: just qu- quickly there I heard him mention that he wanted to lock your cuffs do you understand sure. what he's doing there?
0: I think he's going to do a double lock so they're harder to get out of.
1: Not just harder to get out of, but you won't be able to cinch them down tighter. Okay. An old trick of, like, um, you know, gangsters and things that were getting arrested on a regular basis was to show police brutality that they had the cuffs on too tight in order to, to, you know, injure them. Um, If the police set them at the appropriate um, diameter, once they were in the back of the car, they would, using their own hands, would ratchet them down as tight as they could bear. Gotcha. And it would dig into their skin and cut off circulation. And then when they got pulled out of the car again, it would dig in even more and cut them up. And then they were able to show, like, look at this police brutality. So now uh, handcuffs have a double lock. So once they set the diameter, they can put a double lock on it, and it won't go any tighter or looser.
0: Well, it's funny you mention that because just a second ago, the my ID comes back as a non-prohibited uh, person. Nice. And so the one officer that's telling him, he says, lock the cuffs the other officer actually uncuffs me at this time and then he says the other officer looks back and says what are you doing I said lock the cuffs he's like (laughs) oh wait we're going to keep this guy he's not even a bad guy so if you play the audio you'll hear it
1: oh great
2: put your hand on your head put your hand on your head come over here here. face. the car spread your legs touch Yeah. Even cuff lock. What's that? Lock is cut. Lock. Him. Oh, you want you want to keep him keep him cuff? Yeah. All right. All right. Screw
1: it. Put <laughs> <laughs> it back in. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, That's funny. Do you, do you wear a lapel mic? I do. Yeah, I can hear your heart going. <laughs> it's
0: like, it's like, it, duck, it was duck, pounding duck, duck. out of my chest.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I was sitting here looking at the, the my little meter here for our audio, and it's just going, um, um, um.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it, it must have been going 100 miles an hour.
1: Oh, wow. All right, let's see, let's see what else. What are the kind of gems these people can give us? It's, it's, it's like the, you know.
0: Well, currently, we've only been listening to the, the Park Rangers. Um, upcoming will be a Long Beach PD, which I do have to say... Um, conducted himself himself a little bit better he was actually trying to at one point he comments about these guys are idiots yeah they're like uh, they're like
1: fucking keystone cops over here this is like ridiculous they they remind me of mall cops you know what i mean like rent-a-cops so they must not have had anything to do that day they're park rangers i mean the most people are doing is like violating some weird park rule or like fishing game stuff or you know
0: right but this is their day because everybody's come to the park to watch the fireworks
1: Yeah, yeah. Today's their shining moment, and they also got to be heroes for the day. It's like...
0: You should have seen the people running the coolers out of there because of all the police showing up, all the alcohol they were having there that was illegal, and you should see the coolers just leaving in droves.
1: (laughs) Oh, you weren't allowed to have alcohol at the park?
0: No, not at this park. Interesting. Laura? Yeah, that's fine. How about people? Yeah, they're fine. I'm not...
2: I right, would we're, we're just trying to figure out what's going on okay that's why you're in custody
0: now I'm sitting in the back of a cop car.
1: The good old crown Victoria
0: yep He's
1: cracking the windows for you You're like a puppy that's waiting out in the parking lot
2: L.A. County. Here. You have to go here. I have no problem with carrying a gun. I have my mother carry a gun. I have
1: my father carry a gun. All my family members carry guns. Okay. Like here. Maybe not right place, right And I understand. Wow, his mother, father, family—everybody's carrying a gun, huh?
0: Yeah. Um. He, he. This is the Long Beach police officer, and he says his family's out in Vermont.
1: Oh, Vermont. Yeah. All right, that's different. Okay. I was. I, I, I thought I was about to say he, they lived in California, and I was going to jab him for. Slipping their applications into the
0: yeah, exactly. chief of
1: police or the sheriff to get them approved. The good old boys. Yep. All right. The elitists. Yes.
2: Your rights. I understand your rights. I completely understand it. It's just a fair warning to you. I wouldn't mind if you secured your rest
1: night in a vehicle. Oh, he wouldn't mind if you secured it. Well, thank you. Because that's, that's really what you're worried about is what he minded, right? Yes, exactly. Jesus. And I, love, I, love, I love how these guys are like, yes, we understand your rights, but they're so annoying, and we just want it our way. So just shut up, slave, and, and do what we tell you to.
0: Exactly. Trying to be able to do that. Okay. Okay. Hopefully you're cool with
2: that, you can do that I know it's a, hot, it's a hot issue right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand where you're coming from.
0: Okay. You know, I understand what you're trying to do. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what I am mean? um, not sure if you uh, saw the way it was I, like I went know. down. The,
2: that's a whole different conversation that right. you can have on a different day. Right.
0: Uh, and I see the difference in the cars and yeah, uniforms. Yeah.
2: Um, do I agree with what he did? Do I disagree with what he did? I
0: understand why you did it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But. understand. The only reason I took control of your arm and had you lay on your stomach okay, was so I could secure the gun. Correct. I know how to manipulate her bolster. Right. I didn't bend you up or anything. No,
0: like I, I'm too. not accusing you guys of anything.
2: Yeah. Um, your mom was saying that I jumped
0: on your back. And well, I think they got emotional real quick. Yeah, did. I didn't and do I, anything. I tried to, to calm her down and Right.
2: And I understand your wife's pregnant over there. And
0: yeah, my her kid. I didn't. Ex- run. Right,
2: right. Um. So I tried to explain it to him. I finally kind
0: of got them to listen. So that's why they're talking to my
1: sergeant. So this is damage control, Ryan.
0: Yes, and this is where I slipped up. I, I was slowing down my heart rate. I was trying to think a little more, how do I get out of this. Yeah, yeah, and you, you I, want to be over. This guy comes it. across as a friend, so sure. I'm uh, trying to, to reciprocate.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's human nature, and, and they're, they're manipulating human emotions. They, they know that that's the way to do it and and i've had it done with me where they've completely jacked me up and and give me a hard time and threatened me with arrest and you're going downtown and you better give us your id and the whole litany and then when it's all said and done the nicer cop comes up usually maybe it's their supervisor and he's just like hey man you know come on you, i mean you know it is these guys are you know excited it's the first time they've seen a guy open carrying in this neighborhood and you know you understand if we just completely jack you up and violate your rights right and they want you to be in agreement right and they also Correct. they also want to sort of do damage control because they can get you to calm down and say that ah, it wasn't that big a deal. It only took like 20 minutes to embarrass you in front of the neighborhood and, and you know, your wife and kids, but not worth suing us over. Right. Of course they won't say that because then it'll put the idea in your mind, but they exactly. want, they want to convince you that it was no big deal. Also, get very, you to
0: very ag- good
1: at it. Also grief, get you to agree that it wasn't a big deal and it's all just to cover their ass.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: It, it, Ugh, this this bugs me. It's, it's that it's a normal tactic for them because they they have to do this damage control. Because in the wake of Sam's uh, win in San Diego, you, you'd be in line for you know a cool twenty to thirty thousand dollars for this incident.
0: Right, and that's one of the things that this is a learning experience that I I wanted people to know about because this it, me agreeing to them right now is putting me on their side. That's taking all my chances away to actually disagree later on
1: yeah you think you're you think you're recording it they're recording that too in the cop car there's a mic running on the guy's lapel on his uniform there's a mic running that then wirelessly links back to his cruiser correct so they've got two separate recordings of you saying yeah it wasn't a big deal i totally understand why you you know threw me to the ground and got you know dirt all over me and you know embarrassed me in front of my family and put handcuffs on me and you know, illegally seized my property and illegally searched my you know wallet and ran my serial numbers and it is. I totally understand. So now they'll just play that in court and say, "See, you know, Mr. Burbage didn't really think that it was a problem then. It was only after he really found out that he could sue us that you know he saw the dollar signs and wanted to go." Exactly. Out uh, so it's a shame. Let's see what else this jabroni has to say.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. So, like I said, you'll be out of here. and yeah it's oh,
0: there was no word said i did not try to refuse i didn't try to resist i just was kind of surprised that yeah. it was going to go down like that so yeah. at this point i just needed at that point i needed to quit talking to this the people that were dealing with the situation um you know it's when they released me that's kind of proof that i haven't done anything wrong i didn't i didn't come here intending to start a fight or do anything wrong i understand
2: where you live
1: right okay,
0: you
1: understand the kind of people that we do with I do you, you know what I, mean? I do So so this is this is officer friendly we'll call him he's one of the guys that was was right there right when you were detained initially
0: Exactly and I didn't know this at the time because I was already face down in the dirt Yes yeah, so um,
1: and your situational awareness you know you get t- I personally I don't know about you but I get tunnel vision very quickly when my adrenaline starts pumping Very quick And um so I, I often lose, the, you know, the outer, you know, 40% on either side, and I, I can just focus right in front of me. It's very weird. yes um, So yeah.
0: so I, had, I was already on the ground, and this guy is the one that, uh, talking to my parents later on, they watched the whole thing. Uh, he was one of the guys on top of me. So the two rangers and this Long Beach police officer were on top of me, and I didn't know it. So I, I thought this guy was 100% on my side. I didn't realize he was involved in the very beginning.
1: Yeah, uh, what a dick! I mean, he's he's just really really gets back to him kind of trying to cover his ass. He probably even feels guilty at this point because he realizes how out of control it got, and that it didn't need to be that way. And this thing which you're agreeing to in the back of the squad car, so I don't I'm not condemning you for doing that. But the this idea that officer safety trumps everything else, common sense, my personal rights, uh, you know, that's got to change because I don't think. If if these pe- if these officers are so focused on getting home safely and not being in danger, well, they ought not be police officers.
0: I agree completely. I've I've learned a lot since this incident. This was July fourth, and uh, that uh, case in front of the Costco is a, a it sends chills down my spine.
1: Oh man, I can um, imagine this this yours has been. I've never to to date I've never had guns drawn on me. Not at the ready, not pointed at my face like you got, definitely not taken to the ground. Uh, you know, I've prepared myself and prepared my my wife and family for what we call felony stops or hot stops. Correct. And I've also told them, look, if I ever have to use this in self defense, when the police show up, you know, be prepared to see me get arrested, treated uh-huh. like a criminal, hauled away. It could be, you know, a couple of days before you see me. Like that, exactly. that is that is just exactly what's gonna happen. And so you need to prepare yourself. You got as close to this Eric Scott situation than 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 I, than I know anybody else who has you know it's this is right there a furtive movement on your part exactly would have been the end of it you've already got these guys trigger happy he's already got his weapon drawn i'm i'm i mean just basing on his, his lack of professionalism in other areas I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't you know, maintaining good trigger. You know, uh, you know, you know, safety, safety, and placement of his finger. Right. He's probably at it right on that trigger, and who knows? It could have been like a Bart shooting. I don't know if you're familiar with that.
0: Um, I think so. I, I've heard it's a recent case. The
1: the, the, the the officer claims that he meant to draw his um, taser, but accidentally drew his sidearm and shot a man in the back.
0: Well, some of the things that you can see when it comes to officer safety is um, I've seen an episode before of cops where. A guy with a knife is 20, 30 feet away, and um, the officers continue to encroach, and this guy's clueless. He's out of his mind with rage, with drugs. Who knows what's, what's taking over his body? But they continue to approach this guy with a knife, with guns drawn, and then when he goes to lash out, they're within striking distance, so they fire in self-defense. Well... If officer safety is key, why don't they stay far away from a, a, a knife-wielding person, you know, and uh, and and change their tactics? I agree with you completely that yeah, officer, officer safety does not trump civilian safety, an innocent bystander safety.
1: Exactly. And, and I'll tell you why they want to get closer. One, the the action, the adrenaline, there, there's an element of, you know, wanting to, you know, do something about this situation and bring it to an end um, and not have a stalemate. And... As the um, uh, East Palo Alto officer has bragged about, you get two weeks off yeah. if you kill somebody, um, well, especially open carriers. If you kill an open carrier, you get two weeks off. So right. The, you know these, these are the types of people that we're dealing with. And, the I, I, again, I, I think it gets back to these guys were just bored. They, you know, like in your case, they, this was the most action they've probably seen all year. Imagine being a park ranger. You don't get to deal with you know guys with guns unless they're out hunting and stuff. But usually those guys are you know, off doing their own thing. Well,
0: we're in the city, so there's no hunting in the city.
1: Oh, yeah. So got, if, if their beat is that city park, this yes. is it for them. This is a code red. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's see what else we got. I'm gonna, for, for people that are listening in, um, Ryan and I have been skipping big chunks where he remains silent and, and exercises Fifth Amendment right. Good job, Ryan. Um, so I'm going to skip through those. I'm, I'm, I'll take an attempt. This is a Windows media file, um, and I'm going to make an attempt to, like, edit it down, and with your permission, I'll post it. On the website, so people can just listen through in its entirety without us.
0: Yeah, you have my permission.
1: Okay, without us breaking up, I'll I'll put it I'll put it up on the web. So cutting out all the parts for you guys are now, enjoying. Now this is
0: still the July Fourth incident. Yeah, yeah uh, we haven't even,
1: we haven't even gotten to your uh, your <laughs> your more recent incident, which has horrible audio. So we'll probably be able to get to that quickly because we won't actually listen to it. We'll just.
0: Uh... I actually didn't have an audio recording device on on July eleventh, and yeah. it was a. Total misjudgment on my part, and uh, my wife came through, and she actually recorded the whole event
1: right from her from her iPhone. Yes, correct. And so, she, and, and I mean, I've you know gotten my ears hurt by bl- turning it up really loud, and then trying to catch what you guys are talking about. I'm catching little bits and pieces of it. So, but you were there, so you can give us uh, a good a good background on it. Let's let's try and I'm going to skip way ahead here and see um, if we can get to the part where they turn you loose.
0: But that's the Lakewood, the sheriff. They, buy him, sheriff. they buy him in Lakewood and they bring him here. Yeah, because you can buy him right on the street. Right he's inside there on the first flat. Thank you, sir. You want to put that back?
2: Oh, you can
0: put
1: it back, I think. Yeah. So is, is he handing uh, you the uh, firearm like or I is I he putting it
0: back? That's where yeah, he he's handing over, me the firearm. I on. might head over there. Before the start going off. There. I'm going to go probably say by, talk to my family first. Yeah, i think.
2: Right
0: here. Oh okay. Uh, go not everybody, not everybody's aware of the whole open carry thing. I understand. So they're going to get, they're going to hey. get geeked out and
2: something like that. I do understand. So like, just, I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, dude. You all right, dude? Yeah.
1: Hello. Oh, now you guys are just best buddies, man.
0: Yeah, you know, and it, it kind of um, at that point, I, I, when it started, I thought I was going to jail, and um, even though I knew I didn't do anything wrong. And so at this point, I'm just relieved. It's already been an hour and a half. I think if you look at the video, yeah. and or at least an hour, and yeah, going, uh, I'm just trying to get out of there.
1: Yeah, you're going. You're going on like 50 minutes, five zero minutes right now.
0: Yeah. And so one of the things they they say is they please go back to your car. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna go talk to my family, and uh, I go right over there, and I, I never put my gun away in the car. I just kept it the rest of the night.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good.
0: Hey, kiddo. She's okay, sweetie. I know she I is. Too. You're a big girl.
2: I, I told him that that man.
0: Hi. Say hi, Daddy.
2: I'm
0: sorry, babe. Mm. <sighs> I'm sorry.
2: <sighs>
0: That's my wife crying just in time for the fireworks
2: <laughs> happy fourth of july buddy yeah
0: exciting mommy, huh? mommy,
2: mommy, mommy, can you think of a better way to celebrate our rights <laughs> i
0: know isn't that awesome
1: all right that's awesome <laughs> yeah you're gonna break my heart man with your kids and stuff
0: yeah you know what it was it was pretty emotional and um that's what bothers me more about the, uh, the July 11th is that two minutes into the scenario, they, they know who I am, and they're at this point just screwing with me, like you said earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna learn you. They're going to learn you good, Ryan. <laughs> I'm not sure how many more times they think that they're going to have to do it, but they, they think if they just keep bugging you enough, you'll quit doing it.
0: Exactly
1: that's a shame so let's um I'm not going to pull up the audio so let's 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 switch over to uh, uh, you said the J- July 17th
0: uh, I believe it was July
1: 11th July 11th so that's not it's not even like two weeks later
0: <laughs> yeah it's within a week
1: that's wild um, and good, hey good on you for not you know putting your tail between your legs and, and you know hanging up the the sidearm
0: I kept it the rest of the night, and I had a few people from the crowd actually talk to me. And, um, you know, I I don't know who actually called the police. Um, I can only assume, and this is just me assuming, that there was a gentleman that had a motorcycle within 20 feet of us blaring a radio on a motorcycle. And uh, I asked him to park it on the other side of his group so that we could have a conversation in peace. And, um, you know, when I did that, I think... He was going to say something back, but kind of scanned me and saw the sidearm, and then um, actually moved onto the street, and got it off the grass completely.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you never know, you never know who it is, and unless you're going to go through the trouble of like, you know, doing Freedom of Information Acts and California Public Records Request Acts and stuff like that, it's 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 sometimes not worth it. Um, I think
0: that's the next mo- move that I would like to do is get some more information on this from that, uh, but I'm not sure how to actually do that yet
1: yeah that's something that's something that uh, people inside the community can help you out with um, I'll, I'll plug you in with the right folks the The important thing if people are listening to this is that if if you have an encounter, this is coast to coast and there's a specific uh, sunshine law in California called the California Public Records Request Act, very similar to the Freedom of Information Act, which is coast to coast and there's a um, an exemption for the police or for a government agency in these uh, acts that allow them to withhold information that is currently under investigation so you will shoot yourself in the foot uh, pun intended with you quickly when you're all hot and pissed that they you know jacked you up you know while you're just out walking the dog or something and you file a complaint with the police chief well, the police chief's not your buddy okay he's not he's not going to bat for you he's going to cover he's going to cover his own deputies ass or you know these officers uh that are his guys that he has to work with day in and day out all right and what he'll do is if, if you, you he'll he'll launch the investigation because that's something that's tracked to make sure that he acted on it when he received it and that kind of stuff and that there's due diligence going on uh due diligence and quotations and if you come in a week later because you've got representation now or you've got some you know forum lawyers that are like you, you need to do this that and the other thing and and get the you know 911 call and get the radio traffic and get the notes from the guy's computer and all that stuff, if you submit for that, they'll just deny it outright because there's an exemption for the police in the act that says that if it's under investigation, you can't have it. And guess what? You enacted the investigation. you got the gears in motion, which started an internal affairs investigation against these officers and, on the, and, and pertaining to that incident. So it's, it's shielded now, and, and it could be another year before that shield is lifted. Um, so my advice to people is that if you, if you have some sort of problem with law enforcement, uh, document as much as you can on your side. You should always have an audio recorder on you. And uh, take notes when you get home about things that weren't on the audio just for your own uh, benefit. And then launch your investigation, launch your own, and, and, and do these requests um, for the information. And then after you get everything you think you would need, then go ahead and file an internal affairs, you know, complaint if you think it'll make you feel better. Usually, in my experience, is when, when you get their internal emails and the 911 call, you have a better picture of actually what happened and who overreacted and, and and what the facts were that you can do more good by just taking that public or, you know, piecing it all together and handing it off to a lawyer that wants to make, you know, a quick 35,000 bucks or his percentage of that, right? Um and have them take up your case. And it, it, it's sad, but the only way that these law enforcement agencies are learning is when you hit them in the pocketbook. Correct. And, um, you know, I don't I, 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 I don't want to be involved in a lawsuit because I know how time-consuming it is. And, you know, I'm a productive member of society, so I have a job, <laughs> you know, and I have things to do. But if – I don't know where that line is for me personally, but if, if it gets crossed, it's definitely what I'm doing um, only after I – gather my
0: information so i think that's good advice
1: so you you went out again just days later open caring again um within the law something legal to do in california and you get approached by another officer coming out of a starbucks or a
0: uh, barnes and So i was coming Nobles. out of the uh, bookstore with my family and um i can see something going on across the street and as we start heading to our car um, the officer starts yelling commands, and there's two other officers flanking me with their guns at the low ready. And um, I'm told to put my head, hands on my head and uh, turn around and get on my knees. Um, my wife actually starts recording after they take my, my gun and my, my ammo, and then they stand me up. And she starts recording us conversating, and um, I knew I didn't have an audio recording device, so I, I figured, you know what, this time I'm talking my way out of it. And um, I did not just uh, play the remain silent um, card, which I should have, but I uh, didn't have any audio to back their statements up. So I was going to try to to reason with them because uh, they obviously know the law. And um, about not even a minute into it, I'm put in handcuffs because they're done listening to me.
1: Yeah, and that's what when, when I'm watching this video, and I'll put a link to it in in today's show notes. the the The, the reason I think that they handcuffed you was what i like to refer to as contempt of cop it wasn't that you um weren't showing them id it's just the fact that you weren't complying with the instructions they were giving you and they they didn't want to argue with you and actually they they don't want to have any kind of meaningful conversation they just want you to do what they tell you or have you comply with all their their demands or get jacked up and you know threatened even more and being handcuffed and walked back to a police car is a threatening type thing i mean they are threatening you with further arrest symbolically um your mind's racing like am i going to get out of this anytime soon am i going to end up down at the station fingerprinted and put in a you know in the drunk tank with a bunch of other you know dui people you know what's going to happen here
0: and it is is very threatening
1: and i I listened to the guy he like kept raising his voice said no you'll show us your id you have to did, did he quote any particular um, penal code for why you ha- you, why you were
0: compelled to give him an ID? Uh, 12031. You will be arrested for 12031 if you do not show us your ID. Really? Yes. And that's when uh, I think my wife actually repeats it um, as I'm being put in the car. But uh, I explained There's... to him that 12031 was carrying a loaded firearm.
1: Yeah, it's a violation for or it also defines what, you know, loaded is. and. yeah has an exemption. you know. It has nothing to do with ID. It's got nothing to do with ID. And what I thought he was going to do was pull out the old, which is, you know, is a California-specific thing, but lots of states have um, similar laws. And it's the um, – for California, it's Penal Code 148, specifically 148.9. And that says that you can't falsely identify yourself to a police officer. Correct. And that has been taught and retaught to uh, people that are on in law enforcement that – equals you have to show police ID when they demand it. Right. But if you read, I mean, some of these people just need to read the fricking laws that they're trying to like hover over people's heads. um, It's it's, 1231 has nothing to do with IDing. Penal PC 148 uh, doesn't have anything to do with IDing except that there's a clause in there that makes it illegal for you to falsely identify yourself. So if you said that you were, you know, Dan Swanson when you're actually Ryan Burbage, that would be illegal. Right, then they could take you in for uh, PC one forty eight, but you're not doing any of that stuff. You're just remaining silent for the most part.
0: You know, during the conversation, what I could get gather was they felt like they needed to ID me because carrying a firearm, if it was loaded, um, you know, there's there's certain people that are prohibited in, in California, and so you know, just the mere possession of a firearm, if I was a prohibited person. Um, they would be able to arrest right. me. So I think they, they expect the ID so that they can clear me when they have no probable cause to think that I am a bad guy.
1: Exactly. And there's plenty of federal um, case law that states that felons, people that are barred, are these prohibited people, can't be compelled to admit that they've got a gun in their possession or in their vehicle because you know admitting to it is self-incrimination. So if felons Correct. are protected from doing it, you're a law-abiding citizen. You should also be protected from... Revealing whether or not you're a prohibited person, or whether or not you have a loaded gun or not. Exactly. So, and i I want to I want to emphasize that I don't think these police are dumb. Right. No. I don't think that they just don't understand the, the, the minute details of what's going on in that situation. It's that they understand it, and they don't care. They're also very careful about the words that they choose. They, you know, when, when they ask for your ID, they're saying, oh, we'd like to see it. You're going to show it to us. Um, do you have it on you? you know, can I see it? You know, they, they, all these things. But when it comes down to it, they can't make you do it.
0: Exactly. And that's what I clarified. I said, are you requesting my AD or demanding it? And that's when they came in with, you'll be arrested.
1: Right. So then they start saying, they can't say you'll be demanding it because they they think that there's some sort of legal jargon that will get them in trouble. So they said, look, we're going to arrest you if you don't. Well, now they're threatening. And what what also needs to be pointed out here is that these threats are a threat of violence. There is the overhanging uh, knowledge that... If you don't comply with these, let's say they said you have showed your ID and you said, you, know, you know, I'm, I know, I know that I'm correct. I've studied the law. You're incorrect, and you know, th- that's the end of it. It should be the end of it. But w- when they when they reach out to grab you and detain you, th- that's assault. They are assaulting you. And if you said, I'm sorry, you're assaulting me, and I also don't, I still, I still think that you're in the wrong, that's when the violence happens. That's when you get dragged to the ground. That's when you get, you know, tased or brachial stunned or, you know, arm barred or whatever.
0: And, and told that you're resisting arrest. Yeah.
1: it's oh, The moment they I, – I, I've reviewed lots of police interactions on YouTube and even on cops. They sometimes don't realize what they're doing and they, and they air it. But officers have yelled stop resisting before they've even touched anybody. Exactly. I mean that's like the first thing that's like part of their training when you're like learning how to like do close quarter combat and like take people down. It's just to start yelling stop resisting. Because exactly. witnesses, oh yeah, that guy was resisting.
0: <laughs> How do you know? Based on the officer's comments. Exactly. Yes. So, because we know
1: from past experiences that if you just said no, I'm, you're not going to detain me because this is illegal. What you're doing, because you know from past experiences that that will cause them to be violent with you. They are operating under the th- the threat of violence. They they Agreed. know they know that that hangs over your head and that you're going to comply so but then what they'll say later after the fact is like well we just wanted to detain him and i said we we're going to handcuff him and mr burbage turned around and complied with all these things so he actually did it willingly you know so they'll twist it around that stuff bugs me exactly so they they end up again in front of your kids i mean your poor kids are
0: like, yeah they and this great- time my my daughter is um after that first incident we we went through a pretty good um discussion uh week you know within the next few days and so she's she's I would say not comfortable, but she knows what's going on. And these guys didn't throw me to the ground, so it was already on a better uh, foot.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like, I like your new your new definition is better of better is when you don't get jacked up. <laughs> too bad. You're like I'm not bleeding. I think it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that's the definition so far.
1: That's nice. But so and and kudos to your wife. Uh, if, if if people should review this video, I mean, it's there's a good. Ch- I think you broke it up into like three chunks. Right, three 10-minute chunks. The first one and the third one are worth watching. The middle one is is, is a lot of you sitting in the back of the car and, exactly. and a little bit of radio traffic. And unless you're, like, uber geek, you, you don't need to watch the second one. But your, your wife during the first and the third parts is, like, keeping the kids calm and letting them know it's okay, trying to talk to the cops at one point.
0: Exactly.
1: And they just shut her down. They're just like, whatever, lady, like— I'm not dealing with you right now.
0: I think at one point he told her he's watching me and she comments like he's in cuffs in the back of the car. She's not going anywhere. And, uh, he still didn't respond to that. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting. One thing I'd like to point out, I think I've said it earlier is, um, uh, two minutes into the video, the park ranger shows up, um, from the July 4th incident. And, uh, one of the officers comes back and says, are you Ryan Burbridge? They've already run my serial number on the gun. And, um, I said, yes. And he says, so you're the one from 4th of July. We have a memo on this. And
1: um, so <laughs> You're famous down at the station.
0: Well, yeah. Early into the video, you, you know that these guys are aware of what's going on. They're aware of the, the laws. And uh, it, it's clear that they're just going to, um, like you said, jack me around so that I won't do it again.
1: Now, what they call that in legal terms is the color of law. When they, they understand the full scope of what's going on. In the first one, they have what's called um, qualified immunity. Um, civilians are taught, and it's true, that uh, ignorance is no defense when it comes to Correct. law. But police and government officials have uh, a unique thing that's called qualified immunity, and it basically says that there are so many laws that it's, um, it's not expected for any one government official to know them all or understand them all. Right. So if they violate those laws, or violate your rights because they didn't know better, they get a they get a free pass. Correct. So in even though you had a less traumatic time, the the week after the Fourth of July, even though it was a less in, you know of a high stress situation, they didn't have guns drawn on you. I think that as far as a slam dunk legal case, your second time would be the one that I would pursue. And gotcha. Because they, you're exactly right. They knew who you were. They know from past experiences that, you, that you're law-abiding. You're also not a prohibited person. Unless in those short few days you've become a felon or um, have had some sort of domestic violence issue, unless you know, some dramatic things have happened in the last couple days, uh, then there's no reason to stop you. There's not even – legally, there's not even a reason to stop you and even talk to you about your gun. Correct. Let alone – detain you and you have like a 30 minute video so you know you you you, you'd be able to go after them for the time lost the 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 detainment even though it wasn't a false arrest it was an illegal detainment you were by all definitions detained exactly both times but i think the second time is a clear case where of where the police knew better there's already been a memo about you, the guy admitted. There's mm-hmm. already been, you know, which, which qualifies as training uh, disseminated down to the, the, um, the ranks. And from the internal emails that I've gotten from my local police department, which they really hate that I read their email. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do it on like a regular basis. I just go there every like 30 days and just get all their new email.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know you could do that.
1: You could totally do that. It's all, they're all, those, are, those are public records. They're using gotcha. government equipment, government time. Um, you know, government resources. So they're technically my emails. And so we paid for them. Yeah. And what's extra funny is the system. I've talked to some of the, the techie open carriers, the email system that they're using is antiquated. So there's not a way for like a sysadmin to do a top down search for open carry or 12 or 30, these search terms that I give them or my name, my real name and these kinds right. of things. So somebody has to literally go around desk to desk and do these searches Jeez. So during a work day, you're an officer, you've been out on the beat, it's a tough day, and some, you know, sysadmin comes by and is like, hey, I, I need to sit down at your desk. This open carry guy wants me to search
0: your computer <laughs> again. That's classic.
1: Yeah, so they, these guys get like a constant reminder that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on them. But my point was that in these emails, the chief of police doesn't just send out an email and hope that everybody reads it, they have mandatory reading times like there are these you know sit down meetings that they have and it's like this memo will be read aloud or oh wow you as a uh shift supervisor are required to make sure that every single one of your um i want to call them soldiers because of my military time but every every one of your direct reports or your deputies that are underneath you, you it's your responsibility as the leader to make sure that they read this so, if there was a memo about the Fourth of July incident, that means that everybody in the department's read it by the by. Um, by July eleventh. July eleventh. Um, so, shame on these guys for, for doing what they did.
0: It's- I would agree, and um, you know, d- to to clarify, like the, I think uh, the bill that was defeated, they wanted to keep saying that it was a, a drain on police resources um i didn't ask for this many poli- people to respond this this many police and uh, in the video I, I forget what part it is there's a car that zooms up kind of uh aggressive uh-huh. and the officers approach the car and uh they the car actually reports a, a fight right around the corner where we're parked at a uh, at a car so wash a crime in progress exactly and um, it takes them about you know a few seconds to say all right who which one of us is going to leave this uh this man with a gun call for that, you know, just a fight. (laughs) Did any
1: any of them leave?
0: You know, uh, two of them, I think you can see them, like, the pecking order, and I think two of the younger guys get sent off. Um, I'm not sure what become of it because I was in the back of a car.
1: Yeah, if they take take long enough, then the fight will be over. It'll it'll kind of work itself out.
0: But, you know, it just goes to show you that there's so much um, tied up, and this is their... This is them deciding how to respond to
1: this call. Hypothetically, let's say that it's a legit thing to do for them to check you out, right? Right. It should take one officer, maybe it, two if they want to do the whole backup in case this guy's a wacko nut job thing. Exactly. But it does not need the seven or eight that you got plus a park ranger. Um, you know, there's guys down in San Diego or like LA County that got like 20 officers, and they closed off roads, and they had helicopters flying
0: around. Exactly, and I mean, that's not us asking for these resources. This is the lack of training, and they should spend their money on training to to save money. <laughs>
1: yeah, but the, the the whole AB 1934 was a scare tactic. They needed to the, they needed to convince politicians that that was the a fact that you know, resources were being drained and that there wasn't anything they could do about it. And that they kept using words like had to. They had to go and check the loaded condition. When if anybody took the time to read the law, it says that they are authorized to do it.
0: Exactly, not required. Yeah, and, th- th- and these, these
1: laws aren't written willy-nilly. Each word is in there for a reason, and they're also defined. I mean, you can find in other sections where, uh, you know, authority, the word authority will be defined in some other section. Correct. And so what what is everyone talking about with concealed carry? It's the difference between may issue and shall issue. And these are just two little words, and they mean a world of different things. Exactly. So this this idea – I was uh, uh, giving some advice to a guy in um, Washington State who recently got approached by like four um, sheriff's deputies in a Starbucks. I'm going to try and get him on a, a future episode here. And they kept they kept going back and forth in the in this audio recording. Again, good that these open carriers are carrying audio. And he kept saying, "You can't. You don't have the right to ask me for my ID." And the cop said, "Yes, I do." And then the guy said, "No, you don't have the right to ask me for my ID." And the cop said, "Yes, I do." Well, the cop's correct. He does. He can ask you for your ID. He can ask you how long you've lived there. He can ask you where you work. He can ask you if he wants if he can fuck your sister. He can ask you you know how old your mom is, what your you know maiden name is. It doesn't mean you have to comply with any of these things exactly so the 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 verbiage should be yes you can ask me for my id but i'm not compelled to give it to you i'm not required i'm not required to give it to you and they go and they they probably won't if if he's a good cop he probably won't agree with you because agreeing with you like stops the conversation exactly what he'll do is he'll come back around again and he'll he'll try and convince you that i don't know who you are and I need to know this so that I can see if you're a prohibited person. So he needs your compliance. He needs you to tell on yourself. And his main goal is to arrest you. That's exactly what he wants to do. That's, that's his end game is to get you in trouble for something. Exactly. Whether gun related or not, he's hoping to guide you didn't pay a parking ticket one day you know, or months ago or that you've got a warrant out for your arrest from El Paso. Like he wants something to come up in this system so he can just get you. The worst thing that probably could have happened with the guys that, you know, mess with you both times is when they had to swallow their pride, eat crow, and hand you back your firearm and let you go about your business.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the parts is where later on I'm taken out of the uh, police car. The guy that had, you know, the cuffs that are on me are owned by an officer, and that officer didn't even want to take the cuffs off me. He just sends me over to somebody else to uncuff me, and uh, he'll get his cuffs back later on. But uh, one of the things that I brought up with the, the commanding officer that shows up later is, okay, at this point, why am I still standing here? I'm uncuffed. I'm not free to go. Why am I not free to go? And um, and he, he didn't have any response. He just, like you said, he skirts around it. And uh, I asked him again, why do you guys have such a horrible attitude towards me? You know, I have not done anything wrong. Um, we ha- we didn't duke it out. I didn't go to the ground with you guys. didn't run. What, what is the attitude? And... Uh, you know they, they don't explain it they just no. they they have this continuous attitude and um eventually i just say i, I want to leave Give me my gun back and they they give me my gun ammo and my knife that i had to tell them about again they they were going to put me in the back of a car with a knife in my pocket <laughs> and so i told them that they were being unprofessional they needed to stay on their toes um you know for their safety <laughs> why would you put a guy in the back of your car with a knife in yeah. cuffs?
1: yeah it's ridiculous That back to their attitude they they, they also they're, they're not going to say, yes, you're free to go, like, or at least not initially. Like As long as they can keep the conversation going, legally, like I'm thinking back to the video that I watched, the third uh, chunk where you're now out of the vehicle, not handcuffed, and you're over there having a conversation with these guys. That conversation is consensual. Correct. You want to be there. They want to talk to you. And so it's just two adults consensually having a conversation. So the moment you start asking, am I being detained? They're going to say, no, you're, you're taking the handcuffs off. You're going to say, well, am I free to go? And he's like, we just want to, you know, figure out what's going on with you. You know, like, what's the deal? Why are you keep pushing the issue? Why are you trying to make, why are you trying to argue with this? Because if he had said, yes, you're free to go, you'd have just about Woked faced and, and walked over and scooped up your kids and went home. Exactly. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to keep you talking because the more he can keep you talking, the more likely you are more likely you are to incriminate yourself.
0: Correct. And this is where, out of these two encounters, I, I've got a much better plan, and um, my wife has helped out tremendously. She's got um, legal information printed up from the websites, and um, I, I swear we're like a an attack team now. When this goes down next time, there's not going to be a single word said. Um, she might hand them a flyer if they will let her. Uh, there will be audio and video, and, and I'm not going to play this you know, I'm going to consensually talk. I'm going to, I'm going to just demand my rights to assert them. Yeah. And you know, it, the sad thing is, people on forums and other places that I conversate with, it turns me into the bad guy. But if I don't stick to my silence, if I don't, you know, in, invoke my right to silence, they, you know, I could be incriminating myself. And it, and it's sad that it, it turns into that. But that's, I think, for your listeners, that that's a good point that you make.
1: Yeah, be, being quiet. Remaining silent will make you feel like a jerk when you're in the middle of it. That's it's it's something you have to everybody every person's got to to work on if they're in that kind of situation, whether it's gun related or not. I mean, even a traffic stop, you should not be talking to these guys. You should hand them your documentation that you know proves you can drive a car and you have insurance if that's required in your state. But don't answer any of the questions. Don't say yeah, you know why you got pulled over. Don't say yeah, I was going sixty and a fifty. Just don't say anything. And you will quickly see how uncomfortable they get. I've had cops go from friendly to irate because I didn't say something. Right. And and they that's a tactic that they use. They need to get you talking. They need you to admit you know what you did wrong, or just get you to admit you did something wrong. You know. Um, and another piece of advice I'm, I, I would have for people is to find a Second Amendment knowledgeable attorney in your area, one that's you know local. To, to where you are and see if he will be available to be on retainer. Some folks, will, uh, retainer meaning that you pre-purchase some of their time. Um, and, and, and this took me a while to do. I, even calling around locally, I found people that were family lawyers and things like that, and, and they said, what are you trying to do? And I would explain, like, you know, I want to do this you know, gun rights activism. This is, like, early on when people weren't open carrying in California. Right. And the, the, I've, I went through, like, four of them back to back that said no it sounds like you're out looking for trouble i won't represent you and it wow. it it wasn't until i found you know somebody who was also open carrying in another state but had his um uh, was able to practice in california and spent half of this time in california who took up my cause and so you know, i would i would advise people to search around you might be able to find somebody that will allow you to put them on retainer and so you pre-purchase some of their time and so they know that you're serious about this and that time sits on their ledger so that when they get called at nine o'clock at night because you were leaving a barnes and noble and it's your wife that maybe calls them and says you know my husband's being detained will you please talk to these officers or you carry in addition to flyers you just carry a little business card that just has your lawyer's name and phone number on it and as soon as they start and let that be the ID you carry. They start digging through your pockets and pulling stuff out, and they pull out your lawyer's card, and you can say, you go ahead and call him. And that's the end of it. You don't say anything else.
0: That <laughs> is a great tactic. That's your, a great idea. Your
1: lawyer will kiss you on the face for not talking to these people. And, and a lot of times, just the fact that you have representation will get them to back down pretty quickly. And in the event that they call your attorney, he's going to tear him a new asshole right, right over the phone. He's, <laughs> he's going to explain to them that every moment that you're being detained illegally – they will be you know like monetarily responsible for it. and you'll, you'll you'll probably be turned loose quickly again you're, you're still in that whole situation the whole situation sucks but um it helps
0: i i think that's a great idea
1: so um again kudos to you for for having your audio recorder the first time and your wife being quick with the video camera the second time and you you've, you've got a Send her our love. Every open carrier knows how tough it is with having significant others, whether it's girlfriends or husbands and wives, and having them be on board is important.
0: Very important.
1: And I think that your case is a is a great one. Uh, people should review the video and see what a good parent does in a in a stressful situation like that.
0: I appreciate that. That's uh, you know she does. She is very much behind me, and I couldn't do it without her. Nor would I probably.
1: That's awesome. Well, Ryan, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to uh, to come on and walk us through some of this and uh, and share your story.
0: Uh, No problem. Appreciate it.
1: So, if you guys want to catch up on this whole thing and get some of the more the nitty gritty details, go to OpenCarryRadio.com, and I'll have the audio from um, his his first encounter trimmed down, and also uh, links to his YouTube channel uh, where you can get. The videos we've discussed and also some of uh, Ryan's um, rebuttals and c- corrections and things that he's been doing online. And if you want to follow what I'm doing, um, I'm not on Facebook anymore because the uh, the, the tide of the CIA is a little bit too close for me. So you can find me on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com slash B-A-D underscore A-C-E. Um, or you can go directly to OpenCarryRadio.com and leave a comment on there. I've had to really lock down the comment section, so bear with me. You have to create an account. I have to approve your very first message, and then you're good to go from then on you're gonna you can post and it'll show up instantly. Um, one of the drawbacks of having a popular site a popular podcast is that spammers love hitting it, and I have to um, previously I was waiting through like two hundred fake comments to get the three real ones, and it was very time consuming so I increased the uh the hoops that you have to jump through to, to make a comment. But once I've approved you and blessed you, you're good to go. Uh, so do that. Also, check out opencarry.org uh, uh, for your state-specific information. There's a ton of stuff going on there. Uh, there's things that are hitting the wire that I just don't have the time to post. And um, you, you, you should go there, make friends with folks, and uh, understand the laws better. Uh, you can also go and dig through previous episodes of uh, this podcast if you want to learn more about specifics for Open Carry. So until next week. You guys, be safe and keep your head on a swivel. This podcast was created to provide accurate and researched information in regards to the subject matter discussed. The information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the guests are indulged in rendering legal or other professional advice. Since your situation can be fact-dependent, you should additionally seek the services of a competent professional or attorney.